The other very critical thing we do is um, maybe we're in 23 or 4 days after cutting first cut silage but, and we wean the yaws at that stage, you know, wean the lambs. June can be a bit of a month, like, you know, <coughs> that um, it gets strong or, you know, it's not palatable. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now this week I got the opportunity to sit down with Farron and son Joe, Eddie and Aidan O'Connell, who farm at Clambelow, County Offaly, and who are hosting this year's Irish Grassland Association Sheep Event. The Farron and Son partnership are around 400 joules in a mid-season flock that finish upwards of 150 bulls and grow their own winter barley and maize for their own use. Eddie and Aidan talked to us about how each of the enterprises operate, the integrated nature of the farm. We discussed some of the challenges this spring and the carryover impacts of last year's drought on flock productivity. We discussed grazing management, paddock setup, silage, and the impact all that has on land performance. In our last stock purchase on the farm, Eddie talks about the importance of a good vaccination program for poachers, joes, and wheatlands each autumn. Another key consideration the farmer is managing the workload, and Eden talks about a sheep shed they constructed in 2018, some of the key adaptions he's made to it, as well as upgrades to the handling system to improve labour efficiency on the farm. We hear from Eddie Forsh as he talks about the different systems that are running on the farm. We do about 15 hectares of, of tillage, 400 euros, and uh, maybe fatten 150 bulls. Each year, so you, there's quite a lot going on. Like it's an integrated system, you're running the three different enterprises together. Yeah. Um, we, we might tease out them a little bit, like the, the sheep system on the farm, your 400 euros, what are they? They're... Um, Suffer chubby across yours, burst yours is the word that's normally described as, you know. You're, you're buying all them yours in? Yeah, we were replaced about 25% of the yours every year. So it, it's an all in, all out system. You're buying in total every year, are you? We're buying in about, about 100 yours every year. Okay. And um, then uh, hopefully um, have most of our lambs gone by the end of September. So them yours, what are you putting back across them yours for ram? Or oh, the um, textile, all five star textiles. Okay, so I would have been doing that since the five stars came out. <laughs> it, it, it's an all in, all out system. Yeah, it's an all in, all out system. Yeah, we we buy winners in um, uh, anytime from September on. We, that's why we want most of the lambs gone by then. Yeah, but um, the demand on the farm changes. Yeah, and we want them ideally here for about a month before we put them into. Uh, acclimatise them and you know get the, the, the disease problems and all that out of the way you know okay so you're hitting ground so where are the Midlands coming from mainly the west or the south or uh, yeah some mostly from the west now and the, and um, some from the south and I would buy some locally but there's not that many lambs not that many sucklers locally now you know it's, it's all continentals you're going for it's all continentals yes nothing else is tolerated <laughs> so they're coming in as Wienlands when are you selling them out again? well um, they're generally here um, a little over a year you know um, we'll be selling what we buy in September October we'll go on from January to February the following year you know but then the stronger ones that we have, we would fatten them uh, the same year as we, you know, the following year. That we, so them in. The, we only have them for seven or eight months. There's a bit under 16 months and then the rest are... Well, there's not much under 16 because, you know, we're different to somebody's breeding them themselves, yeah. you know. Uh, no, no, we're generally selling them at 450 okay. kilos. Yeah, pushing on with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, like, the tillage on the farm, what are you putting in there? Uh, it's winter barley, really, most of the time. And um, 
uh, were followed in with, with maize, you know, about, about four hectares of maize every year and about 11 or 12 of winter barley. That winter barley kind of is the bulk of the feed that we use. You see, you have the feed out of it, you destroy it, but you're using all yeah, that on the Yeah, the feed and the straw, and we have that uh, flexibility and comfort, you know. It, it's, it's kind of there in the bank before you go looking for feed, particularly near or after going through a feed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, it very difficult, you know, when you're meeting everybody uh, in the Martins, and, and the t- meals too dear for sheep or for Wainland, you know. You have it for both. Yeah, yeah. So, Eden, like, you're mixing all that ration on your own farm here. Yeah. So we um, set up a new uh, roller system there this year, which uh, improved the time spent at it. But uh, mixing all our own rations here. That's for the ewes and for the cattle? Yeah. Okay, so it keeps it simple, so it does. And like, as I said, like you've that on the farm, so that's the base of your waiting in the straits, obviously, for the rest. Yeah. Okay. We might just go back to the sheep end of it for a minute. Like, so yeah. you're a March lamb and flock, 400 ewes, Busy March, like this year was difficult, so it was. When do you kick off Aiden Lamont? Uh, we were due to start the 1st of March, it kicked off a couple of weeks before that, like, but um, a few early ones, but uh, um, I suppose Lamont really starts in January <laughs> when you uh, have them sorted and in yeah. and, 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 and starting to feed and, and do all that, really. Just maybe like take us through this year. So you like scanning January, as you said, look, it kicks off at that point. How did scanning go for you this year? No, uh, it was disappointing now. Um, you always working in maybe as a good in condition with the drought conditions we got last year. Yeah, so look, we put that in context. You did get hit pretty bad back in the last year, probably a bit later even than... Yeah, yeah, and I suppose you did, the natural instinct was to, to put the yaws uh, somewhere because they're working in a productive yeah. Uh, element of the farm so you were kind of um, putting them under more pressure than we pr- maybe should have left you know and probably like the one difference anyone I experienced last year that drought hit later in the year there wasn't as much time to catch up no how did like you were okay for grass last year or how did you carry through you had a bit of forest crop in had you yeah it was okay, oh, yeah, it was okay. but um, you know it's you know from the end of July on it did Drought really hit. It kicked in. Like, what way did you carry them through September, October, November? We had them. Uh, we had them on grass for that period of time, but we went on to Red Stark then in the end of November. You got you got a bit put in then. Yeah, well, we had we had put it in um, on the maize ground. Um, when did we put that in? End of July. End of July. Yeah. Good strike on it last year on. Yeah, we got we got good conditions at the time. We got a bit of rain, the only bit of rain that came uh, directly after storm. So, would you normally, would you normally grow it? Was last year the first time? Last year was our first time. No, you were glad yeah. of it though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It saved us yeah. absolutely. Saved us. It does as in like it really hit at the wrong time to build up covers yeah. coming into winter. Yeah. So yeah, I digress slightly, but that look and hit the scanning this year was back. You're normally what do you normally scan on that flock? One point eight, one point nine. This year then it was back around 1.65. So it was a fair hit. Yeah. So it was. Look, if we moved that on, like, look, at March was difficult. So it was. I, I remember being out on the farm, which is at the start, yes. was rather a lovely February, so we were, but yeah, we, it, was a, it was a difficult run through on them, let's say. Yeah. Um, do you know, that constant wet just makes everything a bit more difficult and. Uh, the was in the day I went by here we weren't going out to catch a yo and lamb and bring them back in and um, it, it was far from ideal yeah 
Yeah, look, I, I think it's the film in the country, like, and probably has hit stock a little bit too. You look, had them in and out at this stage in the arts from Mad Iris and different things. Yeah. So it's relative to other years, yeah. possibly back a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah. It probably hit the cattle worse because they were out that at least two weeks later. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and you could you could see the ones that were out in February. We put some out in February and put them in after two weeks. You know. Yeah. But you could see the difference in them now. They clean up. It yeah. got that bit of extra performance. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be fair, so you had you had a good grass cover at opening. You're probably all right for feed. Yes, it's just yes. it was the weather that was hammering you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we look at grass was never an issue for us. Just just um, as I say, conditions were so bad. I say they brilliant. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think somebody made a comment before that the spring isn't quite over yet, so it's not. But yeah. um, it, it look it was challenging. I suppose look in, in terms of investment on the farm, you're running a lot of stock on it. On the sheep side of the house, she's made a fairly significant investment in a new sheep shed. You might just tell me a little bit about that and what she's put up. 2018, we went and built a eight-bay double-sided shed. Um, uh, house about 380 odd years. Um, there was never any investment really here in sheep shed or sheep facilities over the years. Cattle sheds built for slats and everything else, like, but all the labour was with the sheep, and there was no, well, there was facilities there, but the workings, you know, uh, we decided to bring them up to the 21st century. It was, it was a big investment, great shed, like I've been in and have seen it. You've, you have your lamb pens, you've all set up in that shed for the batch you're carrying. Yeah, yeah, well, we have 19 single pins set up in, in, in the main yeah. shed, yeah. and then uh, on the old sheds, then we'd have uh, another 20. Five single pins, yeah. So in this barn during the day, it'd go across the yard, uh, unless it's a hobbit. <laughs> and um, you need to keep on the right. Yeah, um, and then we kind of leave the the ones in the main shed for nighttime lambing if we can. That's all the straw bedded. You're feeding on both sides. I've seen a handy adaption you you made for us. So you're feeding in the passage and you're feeding on the outside. Yeah. Of it as well. You can actually feed. Yeah, just take me through the feeding process so you've a nice adaption on this yeah there's basically flap doors around the outside of the shed so that I can go around close all the all the flap doors over the trucks and uh, can go around um, put my meal in from the outside and then come in, in inside do the front open the, the flap and the uh, the half sheep will go forward and half back. So you got you got around that problem of having to have two people, one running up the outside, yeah. one running inside. Yeah, so it's just the whole shed was the whole idea behind the shed was one man shed. One man can move all the sheep wherever he needs to move and or feed or bed or do whatever. You come to that bit in a minute because that's another nice selection. But it's a simple lever system even the shed. So when you feed the passage you just open the lever and feeds there for the rest. Yeah. yeah it works well. You have a couple of simple designs in the shed as well, like I've seen a lovely pull out barrier. Was it was a repurposed air hose with a good net on it for moving sheep between the passages? Yeah, well, it was just to, um, well, the shed's quite a long shed, you know, so um, you're just trying to shorten up the shed without having to go get two 10-foot gates every every time. So it's basically just an air hose reel with um, a balcony mesh attached to it, and sheep won't go where they can't see. Yeah. So they just walk up to it and walk along it. They won't even challenge it. It beats chasing them up and down an eight-bay passage. Yeah, well, you've got a hog it and you're halfway through lambing and she's going up and down like an eagle and you were chasing her um, at 10 o'clock at night. It's not great. No, they keep you fit, but it mightn't just be what you want to face in this one. No, it, like, it, it's some of the simple adaptions. I know even the water and the pens, she showed me some adaptions she made on that. A lot of that, like, that left life a lot easier, particularly in a spring like this spring where... 
look, we were indoors for long and we wanted, there was enough of other headaches. Yeah. You know, it's a great facility for that time of year. Yeah, yeah, look, I look at pre-lamb and I look and see where the labour is going every year and try and take one element and, and improve it. Like. Yeah, look, as we're chatting about this before, like if you took lamb out of it, that is the biggest input a labour so it is for yeah. the whole year and the whole farm. I know there's work at other things, but mm. that's the bulk of it. Um, I told you that we made it outside, like even in the handling there, you, you have a batch foot back on in, you've made a few adaptions around the handling yard just to leave life a bit easier too if you in waste way. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the big, big jobs, well, two of the big jobs is doing any dosing or handling with the sheep and uh, weighing. So um, we put in a, a, a wide race to uh, make it much easier to get through dosing batches of land. Um, and then the single race with inline weighing scales with a, a two-way filter on the end and then into a double foot back, one wash and one chemical. That's your fact. You yeah. can run your hot 20, 30 hours a time? About 30 hours in a time. So you're able to get through a good batch of time. Yeah, yeah. so the, 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 the entire um, double race will fill the foot back. Yeah, so you, you, have a, you have a batch standing in and when you're working on the yeah. next batch. Yeah. So yeah. the whole idea was that the, every batch would see a batch in front of them once you got the first group through they'd always see sheep in front of them and see sheep moving so they didn't keep following so every time they're in you can put them through to get used to it yeah yeah keep it keeps a lot of lameness issues at base with us um look we're already getting a snapshot of your farm but just we, we might talk a little bit about the grazing like yeah the bulls you got some bulls out early this year yours have obviously been turned out well yeah. and if you could yeah what will you graze them well, we we always, you know, we our paddocks really are about two hectares, but we subdivide them, you know, uh, depending on the grass supply. But we would sub subdivide them then uh, when um, it comes to the main time, you know. Like I was, I was looking on the farm before. Like your water drinkers are basically halfway down each of the paddocks. Yeah, yeah more or less. Well, about two thirds of the way down. That gives me the option of either having or, or turning the paddocks. Okay, so you have and you have mains running right the way around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, was a, there was always a trap at the top of every field. Yeah. So the next sensible thing was you're going to put in a trap was try and put two thirds down. That give me both options of. Yeah. What way I want to split. So when you're splitting, like obviously for the cattle, it's an easier split to single strand they're using. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. splitting for the O's as well at certain times? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three where, where, where we can, like, yeah. and not every field is, is suitable to do that, but um, where we can and where there's too much grass, we will. Okay. So I suppose, look, in the system, do the bulls stay separate to hold them than the sheep, or is it a bit no, of mixed and, grazing? And, um, we saw the idea last year of, of, of uh, the other farmer in Athlone. Um, grazing them all together, you know, okay. and and we did it last week. Okay, you know, we did it last week when conditions were good enough, yeah. and it was great. You know, it was great for a few days. You know, that you had the bulls because we do have a particular problem with tetany. Okay, so I do have to meal feed the yos uh, with uh, high mag uh, meal early on. You know, yeah, you put the cow mag in the ration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but they, they would mix if they're not even mixed grazing. They make they move around the farm. You don't set area just for cattle. No set area just for sheep. But no, no, depending on you know normally it's drier than now, and we can put them nearly anywhere. But uh, look, at the last few days it's been difficult. You have to pick your place somewhere to go. Pick our places, you know. 
<laughs> but um, generally at this time of the year, the cattle will follow the sheep rather than the other way around, you know, yeah. and then uh, when it comes to <laughs> weaning time, it's the other way around, you know. Yeah. But it's like what we chatted about earlier, like if you can balance a workload on the farm, you know, those like the first bit of it's very busy with the oats, the bull system, then it's more tail end of the year with vaccinations, different things. Yeah. I suppose it's a nice mixture in both. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, because, um, you know, it's, it's much much easier uh, to control rats when you have sheep and cattle than sheep alone, you know. You have a nice mixture coming in. Yeah. Look, when we're talking about that, you're going a bit of maize for silage. Um, the bulk of it then is obviously still grass silage bales or pit. What are you aiming for? Um, both pit silage, uh, generally for diet feeding the cattle. Yeah. Um, and then bale silage we use for the oats. So we try and make high quality short grass for for the oats. Taking out paddocks and yeah, yeah, taking out paddocks mainly. You know, the 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 bulk of it comes from taking out paddocks. And I suppose if conditions were ideal, you had mentioned this week before we started recording, like you'd have had some out last week, but just... Yes, we would have done some last week, only, only that conditions weren't good enough, you know. It's, it's, not, it's not playing ball this spring. Uh, no, it's not playing ball, and it's making it more difficult now because we're going to get harder to get back in, do you know what I mean? That, that there's going to be more grass there than we want, you know. Yeah. I suppose even just for performance point of view, like your land performance here is quite good. I've seen your know, drafts and stats and that on the farm. Like, yeah. What would you can attribute that to? Like your fresh grass coming from reseeds, you're pushing them on with the cattle. Yeah, and I'd say the the other very critical thing we do is um, maybe we're in twenty three or four days after cutting first cut silage, but and we wean the yards at that stage, you know, wean the lambs. And you keep the lambs in shoved on. So they're under quality, you know. June can be a book of a month, like, you know, that um, it gets strong or, you know, it's not palatable, mm. you know. So it, it's your weaning, it's the infrastructure. Look, you mentioned the paddock size is right, and you can keep them shoved on, I suppose, in front of the rest of the flock. Yeah. That's the that's the prioritising the ewes, go back a bit, the yeah. cattle and the lambs, and take preference. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, it works. Look, and as I said, there are a lot of other aspects I love to chat to you about, but I suppose the health aspect on the farm, vaccination is a big thing, both for... You purchased in yos, but also the Wienlands coming in. So, like the yos, when you buy them in, I see you're doing for. When we buy them in, we're, we dose them for fluke and two lots of worms okay. and vaccinate them and uh, t- two abortions then as well. So, you cover an enzo and toxo. That's yeah. the only time the yos are dosed here. Okay. And their hoggets are always kept as a separate flock until after lemon. Okay, so you're, you're covering for the standard abortions and you're covering yeah, for yeah, the yeah. spawning parasites as well. Yeah, and um, they're still growing, so we need to, you know, yeah, they need okay. extra over, over the, the main flock, really, you know. And you, you mentioned with the Wienlands as well, you have a vaccination program in place with them as well. Oh, yeah, we do, but, you know, it's all, it's all about vaccination, really, you know, like... Um, we very seldom have a waste time for them. <laughs> yeah, but look, I suppose a lot of that is you put in the effort at that stage and you're yeah. cutting out a lot of headaches either with lamb and or with the windows. Well, um, look, it's been a busy spring and I suppose you're gluttons for punishment. You've put yourself in for another wee bit of work and tidying up. You've only finished one job and you're starting again. You're hosting this year's Irish Grassland Sheep Walk. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll have a little bit better weather next week. Oh, <laughs> going well at these um, days, so. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're well geared for it, you know. Um, 
and we have plenty of paraffin and everything else yeah. for people, you know. So that look, that's on the 18th at six o'clock in the evening. Yes, it is. It, it's a free event this year, so I'll, I'll put yeah. details up and end uh, show notes. But Eddie, you, you're doing a double header, like you spoke at the beef one before. I know I was on council with you in the grass, and now you're hosting sheep one. So uh, you, you've gone a couple of the two of them. Um, yeah, well, sure, you know, it, it's. Um, I suppose we're we're accustomed to what we're doing, and we're we're not we're not going to do anything dramatic. And I suppose we break a lot of the rules in the sense of not keeping our own uh, replacements and everything else, you know. Yeah, but look, it's it's, a, it's an interesting system. So you have the tillage, you have the cattle, you have the sheep. You have a lot of labour saving techniques. On there's a lot to see on this farm. It's definitely enjoyable visit. One I'd highly recommend. So it is, and get, you ever get to put you through your paces the two years next. <laughs> And they eat at six o'clock in the evening. Yeah, we're probably we're probably okay for that. <laughs> uh, you'll be all right. I'm sure you will fit the video. Look, I appreciate you giving up your time to be with me. I know you are both busy. Um, it was good chatting you both to get a bit of an overview of the system. Yeah, okay, great. Right. Yeah. Thanks. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. I have included a link in the description to the Irish Grass and Association's webpage where you can find out more details about the sheep event happening on Aidan Eddie's farm next Thursday, the 18th of May at 6 pm. It's a free event sponsored by Mon Lahone great opportunity to see that integrated system in action and find out more about how Eden and Eddie manage it. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for updates from the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chaga Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.